Hello there, welcome to another episode of Inside Out Alignment, your platform for self-discovery and creativity. Your host, Mary Tapper. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here today and to introduce our special guest, who is no other person than Yemaya Indira. Thank you so much for accepting our invite. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you, Mary. It's my pleasure to be here and to be able to um, share, you know, my, my love and expertise with your listener. I'm honored. Thank you so much. Um, I know the audience will be curious to know who you are and what you do. Can you enlighten us a little bit about that? Of course. So my name is Yemaya Indira. I am a trauma-educated somatic therapist with 30 years of experience, and I specialize in childhood adversity recovery. I also have a very rich um, medicine bag, as I like to say, because I you know, was propelled on my healing path myself at a very young age. And I had the chance to, to study with many, many different traditions and teachers. I'm one of those person that just love to receive and continue to, to devour new wisdom, new understanding. And then I can bring that into my own personal teaching and sharing. So you might wonder, what is a trauma-educated somatic therapist? <laughs> yes. So if you can tell us what that is, that would be great as well. <laughs> I will. Um, so one of the base of my work that I practiced for 30 years is called the Rosen Method Bodywork, which was um, created by a woman called Marion Rosen. I had the chance to study with her for eight years mm -hmm. in Berkeley, California. Marion uh, realized that um, we use muscle contraction, muscle groups in our body to cope with what comes to us, you know, as we are going from birth to old age. We use our muscle to contract, to hold the feelings and emotions that are coming too fast, that we don't have time to process, or that are repetitive, you know? So if there's been violence in the household or if there's been abandonment from one parent or the experience of abandonment, you know, from anything from small trauma to big trauma, in order to be able to move through life and still function as a normal human beings, quote, because <laughs> that can be defined in many different ways. Right. We, we contract, we hold, off, we hold our breath, we contract certain parts of the body and it starts creating what we call a posturing. So this posturing, you know, that help us function in life, you know, is actually damaging for our nervous system, for our freedom of movement or freedom of emotions, you know, because we keep, you know, we're taming ourselves, we're bringing ourselves to be smaller than we truly are. Does that make sense wow. so far? Yes, it does. It does. It does make sense. It does make sense a lot. And what actually made you to be interested in trauma? In, to well, become a specialist in this. Yeah, because because that's where I, where I came from. You know, we often say, you know, we we teach what we need to learn. You know, mm -hmm. or the kind of the archetype of the wounded healer. You know, and you know, I'm just going to humbly say that that's what's been my path. Um, I came from a fairly traumatic. Um, childhood background where there was violence, where there was one parent that left the household very early, which was my mom, you know, which is difficult, you know, for a young child right. to raise without the mother. 
um, you know, witnessed a lot of, you know, things that a, a child should not witness. And, you know, a lot of repetitive abuse, um, you know, but I was someone that wanted to be free. So really early on, you know, I left my home at 16. I moved to the States at 21. And very quickly, I started, you know, learning and looking, you know, at how can I deal with this pain I'm feeling inside? You know, like I'm feeling so much pain. I can't keep going that way, you know. And I was one of those people like, you know, drugs or food or, you know, different things that you do to cope. It was not working for me. You know, I was too sensitive in my body. So I had to take the, the road to real healing, not numbing. You know, that was not a possibility for me. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is really inspirational at that young age and being able to get out of it and being an inspiration today. It's so, um, it's not a journey because even talking about your childhood, be, coming from that um, a divided home and being a girl, it's even more difficult. You know what I mean? And your mom leaving and you leaving home at the age of 16. So, which means you've grown up, you grew up being like that person who is open-minded and so ready to learn. And yeah. right, so, that, so ready to learn from those who have walked the talk or walked the path and who have succeeded. And that being that open-minded person and knowing what you needed, you wanted something that, that you will be yourself, that authentic self and being in charge of your life. That is really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. you you're welcome. And you also talk about uh, when I feel, I heal. Can you expand shit on that? I, I love it. But at the same time, I want to get like the real message that you want to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I feel like my life purpose really is um, to have discovered that, you know, that path of feeling as healing and definitely the message that I want to convey the world, the world, you know, at large, because I believe that's a lot of reasons why we are in the difficulties that we are, you know, with climate change and, you know, just the states of the planet and the states of our humanity that is so divided right now comes from the fact that we we don't know how to feel our feelings, right? It's like we're not educated, at least in Western society, to feel our feelings. You know, it's like everything is done against it. You know, it's like, you know, what they say to boys, you know, like boys don't cry, you know, or like, you know, like, you know, all the different expression we have to just like, you know, keep your feelings inside. So that- You gotta be tough. Yeah, you got to be tough, you know, and you can or don't don't display yourself in public, you know, um, either grief, you know, or anger, you know, which often anger is covering the grief, the deep grief, you know, we're very, very uncomfortable with grieving in this society, you know, I think other societies have, you know, easier access to it than, than Western society. So, so we, you know, so we keep those things in, you know, and then they just fester inside. If you're not able to mourn, if you're not able to grieve, you have to create, you know, either mental patterns or physical patterns that are going to damage you and damage your relationships. You know, like, like the anger of someone that is not able to grieve, to feel that, you know, those deep feelings is going to turn into that aggression, you know, like that, that's, you know, me, you, you know, um, and we see a lot of that happening right now. 
So we, you know, most people we are scared of human feelings. And what I hear people say, because that's, you know, I'm the lady who helped people cry, you know, because that's the healing path that I know, you know, and it's amazing to see, you know, when people are able to let go and finally cry and mourn, you know, because that's all human. We, you know, the real human, when the human is free, just let pass the emotions through the body. And, and, you know, and then the emotions move, you know, but people are like, but if I go in there or if I feel this, I will never come out, you know? And so I always have this metaphor, you know, it's like, if you're a surfer, you know that, you know, you go out in the waves, you know, and you flow with the waves. If you're being taken into this big wave tumbling, you relax, you let go and you let the wave take you to the shore. If you resist the wave, and you tense up with all your might, you're going to get pummeled and pummeled and pummeled, and you'll never come out, you know. Sorry, we have a connection issue here. <clears throat> and we just froze for a minute. Yeah. Back. No. You're back. We're back. So, you know, so if you resist to feel the pain, or if you resist going into the wave, you will get stuck. But we think the contrary, you resist, resist, resist. And that's how we find this huge amount of people with depression. Depression is the, the resistance, right? To feel the pain. I was just listening to um, someone else on the radio yesterday. It was like, depression is, is like constipated grief. Mm. <laughs> yeah. you know it's like you keep it you bottle it be because you don't know so we need to educate people that it is safe and actually it is a lifesaver to feel the feelings let them move through the body open 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 the body so it can just be a simple graceful wave and not years and years of therapy and pain definitely definitely it's like you're releasing releasing right so thank you for that and when um when did you have that turning point hmm. my turning point was really when i discovered this work you know i mean i've had i have a definitely have had a rich life right <laughs> because i'm a i'm a researcher i'm a seeker right so i will put myself sometimes in a situation that will bring a lot of um a lot of learning <laughs> mm -hmm. but really the main turning point i was 25 years old i was actually living in the Buddhist monastery um because i wanted to learn more about you know still you know the issues that i've had you know in, inside my my body and my emotions it was mostly in my emotion at the time i wasn't understanding how it was related to my body yet <clears throat> and something happened to me at the monastery which really triggered my abandonment issues to have, you know, I had this big abandonment issue from the experience of having my mom leaving me so young. And I want to say just for my mom, because she often listened to these things, you know, <laughs> that not her fault. And we have a beautiful relationship now. Beautiful. I just came back from her. It's I saw the, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, but that's the experience that I lived as a child, you know, like she was very young, she was, you know, defending herself and she, she tried to take me with her, but she was not able. That I didn't know, I found that out when I was in my 20s. So for me, I had been abandoned. So back at the Zen monastery, something happened there that I won't, you know, go into details about, but I got really, really triggered in my pain, you know, in my deep wound of being, feeling abandoned. And it was very traumatic for me. I woke up that, you know, after that experience, I woke up that morning, um, I could barely walk, I was 25. You know, and I remember walking with little step, totally curved, you know, like I looked like I was 90 years old and, you know, and a lot of spinal issues, you know, and I was like walking slowly into, you know, you, we eat all together at the monastery, right? And I went to, to breakfast, I barely sat down and I was in so much pain. And then this woman saw me and she was like, I think you need to address this with this. And she gave me a brochure, she put a brochure on my table. And the brochure was about the Rosen Method bodywork mm. from Mary. So once I was able to function again, you know, which took, you know, a couple of weeks, I went and I signed up and I went to four session. And Literally, when that woman, the practitioner, puts the hand on my body, I became a puddle of tears. Everything came out. And it was the beginning of a really long love story. Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. You talk about you, um, the challenges you had in your life and having to relax as you could, you know, but being in extreme pain, how mm -hmm. did you manage to relax while in pain? Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting because it didn't happen at once, right? Um, and actually I've had quite a few um, injuries in my life, you know, it's kind of a repetitive lesson people that are on a, on a, that kind of like repetitive lesson, you know, it's like that lesson came and then that, I wish, I wish, unstable, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. So, you know, repetitive patterns, of, you know, to me, life is a spiritual journey, you know, I can't say it. And things, you know, and experience, life brings us experiences that will make us work, you know, on the many different facets of an issue. And for me, it always came with my body. I've, I've been a dancer very early, very early on. So my, I grew up with my dad, you know, and he put me in ballet at four years old and I kept dancing my entire life. I've always loved dancing. I'm very physical. <laughs> I used to be a yoga instructor. I love being strong. I love being in feeling that I got. I was able to really be more and more in my body. Um, but I also had a tendency of pushing, you know, because I was very willful, you know, which also helped me survive, right? A lot of survivors, we are we're strong people, but we're also very willful, right? So, in my willfulness, 
I've always wanted to do things of my own and also to, you know, to, you know, to be successful at creating what I wanted to create. I had a tendency to push, you know, and re really using a lot of my male energy, not being so much in my female energy of, you know, receiving, being magnetic, but more like, I'm going to make this happen, you know? And over the years, I've had a lot of physical injuries, you know, that came from a combination of my dancing, also a combination from having adverse childhood experiences, you know, mm -hmm. which when we have adverse childhood experiences, our bodies sometimes, you know, come up with different illnesses. My issue went into my joints, you know, having very, very sensitive and delicate ligaments. So several times in my life, I've learned to just, you know, like it's almost like spirit was like, you need to stay put, girl, you know, and, and put me down, really, like put me down literally, you know, like being in bed for six months with, you know, broken spine, not being able to use my arms for two years because I had a chiropractic injury. You know, it's like there's been several times where I've had to just stay put, you know? So over the years, I've learned to not fight it, first mm. stop pushing, you know, so that was huge for me to stop pushing, to trust, you know, when you're pushing, you're not in trust. If you're in trust, you don't need to push, right? So for me, my biggest life lesson is to really trust that things are gonna be, you know, if I show up in the right way, you know, I have a relationship with something bigger than me, we can call divine, you know, mother, father, God, however you like to call it, source. Um, you know, in that relationship, I need to surrender and trust that I'll be taken care of. I don't have to do it all and I don't have to push. So the last injury I had, I had a big um, burst in my hip. It was extremely painful. Oh my God, actually, I don't think I ever yelled. Like, you know, I mean, I was in so much pain. I was, I was literally screaming of pain when I would move. It wasn't that long ago. It was maybe like two, three years ago. And I ended up flat in bed. I could not move, literally. I mean, like I was, <laughs> I lost, you know, like I was trying to take ibuprofen for it and it fell off my hand, roll on the other side of the room. There was nowhere I could go fetch it. It was bad, you know, but instead of, okay, I'm trying to do it by myself. No, you know, what I learned is like, I called my landlord that lives next door. I called my friends, my healers, you know, my acupuncturist came to the house and gave me acupuncture. I was like, okay, I'm not going to force. I'm just the way it is right now. I can't move, right? So I need to organize myself. Thank God I had my phone, you know, and I brought people to bring me to go walk my dog you know, and give me treatment so I could little bit by little recover. But what I did not do is like, I didn't beat myself up for it. I didn't push through and I didn't contract even more around the pain, you know? And so therefore it moved. And that was was big learning. It's That's an experience right there. Yeah. And it's like you surrendered. Exactly. As Dr. Joe Dispenza would say, you can use matter to change matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. You have such a, you're so grounded and resilient. Even when you speak, like I feel the, the energy, mm. you know, yeah, you have, there is something 
I can't really explain, you know, like some, sometimes we say we really can't explain certain things spiritually, but it's very mm -hmm. strong. And I love Thank that. You. Just love to be in the space of, it, you know, experiencing this. I love Thank that. You. Yeah. I had a little, I filmed a, a little promotional video a couple of months ago, and I would say resilient is my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> grounded I wasn't always for sure I was not oh my god you know it's like yeah it really shifted like later in my late 20s when I really started you know doing the work you know on my on my body you know because I was definitely not grounded before <laughs> and you look like you have that great sense of exploring you love to explore exploration different yeah, yeah. you do have that Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So you uh, you also talk about being that visionary. Sometimes, you know, people have different visions and, you know, can you tell us a little bit about your side of being that visionary in your aspect or in the things that you're forecasting? Okay. Um, well, I have a strong belief that um, you know, we are on this planet as a humanity to evolve. We're not just here to, you know, get things, you know, and we're really here. I think we have a beautiful opportunity and I felt that, you know, my entire life to really evolve into humanity of the heart. And, you know, there is a lot of um, skills that are available to us, you know, intuitive guidance, you know, telepathy if you would and but most of all we have the ability to expand our hearts mm. you know and that is so incredibly uh, special so incredible we are so you know so blessed to have the ability if we do the work to expand our hearts so you know, for me, it's, it's a purpose. It's a life mission for myself personally. You know, how do I heal myself that I am grounded in my heart space, that I can hold and be compassionate, you know, for everything that I see playing in front of me. Mm. And then the other side of that, no, it's not the other side, but the tool actually, I think to get there is, mm. you know, I was thinking this morning, you know, thinking about us, talking today i was you know you remember what um they say that the dalai lama said you know it's like the, they said he said the western woman is going to save the world you remember mm -hmm. hearing this quote sometimes i mean it's like a few years back and i was like i wonder what he really meant by that you know and you know we we keep hearing about okay it's the return of the divine feminine and blah 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 I actually don't like so much about the divine feminine. And you can call her sacred. I like to call her deep. You know, it's the deep feminine. You know, she doesn't have to be on an altar. She doesn't have to be a goddess. Oh, you yes. know, it's feminine side of each human being. We all have it. I don't care which body you're born into. You know, as a human being, you have a deep feminine side of you. Like you have a deep masculine inside of you. You know, it's still, you know, a duality system, you know, I think it's, it's true. You see it in nature, you know, it's everywhere in nature. So 
I believe that if we are able as to do that work of surrendering, mm. opening to the depth of ourselves, which is our feelings, and do that work of you know freeing ourselves from the constriction that come from mental patterns, from fear, you know, from the contracted masculine that has been in power on this planet for a long time, then we have a chance to continue our human, you know, our human evolution into a humanity of the heart. Beautifully said, beautifully said. What would you say to somebody who is out there and they still feel like your circumstance and your condition, you know, looking at your circumstance and conditions, they feel like they cannot thrive in life. Yeah. Like I would say that's like giving up power, you know, to the circumstances and conditions rather than turning inside. But at the same time, um, what would you say to them to encourage them to know that that doesn't define who they are and what they can accomplish? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think of that often, and I, I know it's really hard. You know, and I've been in all kind of places in my life. I've been really at the bottom. You know, feeling like you know, feeling at the bottom. Um, you know, even sometimes feeling like, oh my god, you know, I, I could be very being homeless. You know, when I was younger. You know, and then I've been in places. You know, a lot of feeling, a lot of gratitude for the beauty and abundance. You know, that surround me. And when you are so locked into your circumstances. It is really hard to have a positive, you know, point of view, you know, like, I mean, everything, you know, like all the, you know, law of attraction and, you know, Abraham Hicks, I don't know if you, you guys are into that, you know, where, where you live, but all that, you know, positive thinking and, oh, you know, like, just, you know, like, don't be your problem. Easy, easy to say when you have a roof over your head, you know, when you have a bit of nature around you and good food on your table, you know, it's, it's much easier. So first of all, I believe that it is imperative that people that do have that freedom of abundance to do the work, you know, do the work because you have it easy. Therefore, you need to really do the work and so you can uplift the rest of humanity. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a responsibility, you know, keep, keep evolving and uplift the rest of humanity. And then if you're part of the humanity that is really struggling, you know, in, in your circumstances, in your everyday life, I think it's difficult, but it's like if there is a way to find that, that faith, you know, or to navigate toward, you know, toward receiving help, you know, to navigate maybe towards some kind of church, you know, it's like to accept the help. You know, even if it's like you're going to have, you have to go to the food kitchen. And, um, you know, it's it's difficult. Or if you're like, if you're in a family where there is violence, you know, where there is a lot of abuse and you know difficulty, you know, between you know the husband and wife, it's it's not easy. But I feel like keep faith and keep reaching out. The help is out there. I think that's the main thing I would say. You know, the, the help is out there, call it, you know, call it in just with simple prayers, call it in, please help me, 
You know, you have to be humble enough in one side. You have to be humble enough to ask for help. But you also have to love yourself enough to trust mm -hmm. that you deserve that help. You know, so whoever you are, even if you're sleeping, you know, in the, in the bottom of a building, you know, and you're homeless, you know, just just ask for help and trust that your soul is good and you deserve to be helped. You deserve it and the help is out there. It is out there. Wow. Wow. I love that. What's your next big goal? My next big goal, um, I want to, well, I was sharing with you, you know, um, last week that I started writing a book three years ago mm -hmm. and I had a hard time finishing it. It was like a, it was like a adventure story. It was of course a lot of, you know, my adventures, you know, traveling all over the world, but something was not quite um, gelling, you know, into the presentation of it. And um, one of my mentor, um, business mentors, like, you know, just put it aside. No, don't focus on that. So I did put it aside. And right now I'm very ready to take it again or maybe to start a new one. So I started, you know, I started to write again just a few weeks ago. So that's my big goal right now is to, you know, publish a book by the end of the year. And, you know, hopefully have it to be successful and to be in a bigger way. Um, I love speaking, obviously. <laughs> think. Um, I love, you know, to be able to be a public speaker, you know, hopefully again, you know, when we can share with each other, you know, in theaters and conferences. Um, I'm doing a lot of online work. I've done a lot of online programs the last three years. I started before the pandemic to put my work online and help people, you know, all over the world, you know, which is great to be able to have access to that. But I really love traveling, you know, and I really love the time when we can, when I can come and visit you in person. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. <we can. laughs> and we can, you know, visit, you know, um, people, you know, all over the place and share the good words. Yeah. I'd love so that. <laughs> that's my thing right now, the, the book. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying working one-on-one -on -one with people again. You know, I've been doing like group programs quite a bit the last three years, as I was saying. And right now I'm like, you know, I think I want to deepen with, you know, one-on-one -on -one people. It's really good. Yeah. Beautiful. You also said uh, you want to uh, like study a podcast. Have you yes. thought about maybe uh, the title or what you want to talk about? Or is it what you do right now? I'm excited too. <laughs> sure about the title i mean it could be like today you know like like you know when i feel i heal something like that no i think it will be different. um i have you know the deep feminine in action is one of my facebook group deep feminine in action i have a youtube channel which is the embrace dot life um and i love doing that i love doing videos um so yeah i'm not exactly sure what the podcast is going to be called but um Maybe I'll have you as a guest speaker. <laughs> I'll be honored. And yes. <laughs> I'm ready to be a guest. Thank you so much. Um, what advice would you give to your 21-year-old self? Oh. <laughs> oh. I think it would have something to do with um, 
like don't fall in love <laughs> too fast. <laughs> yeah, something like, you know, like watch for those attractive men. <laughs> you know, just and know your value. Know your value. Mm. I love that. Know your value. That is big. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that is big yeah you know so, sorry the knowing about our value you know it it does need to come back to doing the healing work you know and the childhood work you know because you can be gorgeous and vital you know and have all creative qualities you know and be a good person if there is a part of you that's been hurt you know deep inside and, and you're still feeling like, you know, there is certain thing that you don't deserve. Right. Because you have a certain message at a very young age that something wrong with you. You know, that's what we do as children. You know, we, we take it in, you know, like parents fight, parents divorce. Must be something wrong with me. Right. Because that's the way the child sees the world, you know, and it's normal in the develop, developmental stages of childhood. The, the world is all around you but you're the center you know and that's right. normal so therefore anything that's happening around you is caused by you right. you know and so a lot of the healing work around the childhood adversity is to repair that you know repair these things that you take on as like i must have created that trauma that that difficulty that challenge for myself and my family and I, I definitely really like that because um, when you go to the root cause of any problem, it is where you are really able to help the person come out of the challenges they are facing. And that's why I respect so much the work that you do. You know, it's not about the symptoms. It's about getting to the root cause of the issue. And if every problem was really, you know, genuinely tackled in that manner, mm -hmm. I think I will be a better place. But we, most uh, often we, it's the surface, you know, and forgetting mm -hmm. that, you know, the bottom, everything is down there and it's whatever you're doing here is not helping out at all. And sometimes it makes it even worse as time goes, goes by. So getting to the root cause of the problem and you really being in that area and helping people get out of that, I really, uh, I, I really love that. Every work that I see out there that help people to get back down there and really, you know, dig down onto the things that they, they didn't even realize that existed or that that's what was blocking them from moving forward in their life. I really, I, I respect that a lot. I respect that. Yeah. So, yes, please. Uh, you, you know, Mary, I feel like, I mean, if I had one, one advice to tell anyone, you know, is get a meditation practice. You know, whatever that look like, you know, it could, you know, it's like just get onto, like create a space in your home. You know, even if you have a modest home, just a place where you have a pillow that you're going to sit on. And I love, I love to make it like a little altar, you know, like a little place where you put a flower or you put, you know, like a little statue that you like or some whatever, you know, 
and just you know spend even five minutes every morning just sitting there before you start your day and go okay I'm just going to really tune in you know and and be with myself and listen to my guidance and I know it's not easy you know like if you're like a single mom you know it's like the first thing you do you wake up you go to your kid so maybe before before you get out of bed just you know just take a few breaths be like hi you know in my higher self i'm saying hello to myself and my guidance and i'm going to make today a beautiful day and i'm going to listen and i'm going to i'm going to be guided you know that would be my main advice to anyone you don't need to oh but i can't meditate my mind don't stop well yeah your mind don't stop because you're not meditating <laughs> you know it's like people saying you know oh i can't do yoga i'm not flexible like, well, you do get to become flexible. You don't, you are not flexible, and then you go to yoga. It's the contrary, you know. So, and it's all about the practice, it's not about the results. Just keep trying, keep trying. How can I feel centered? You know, it's such a such a great tool. And then the second one, <laughs> like find a place where you can be in nature. And I know it's not easy, big cities, you know, but there are parks, right? It's like just, you know, and, and, you know, we can make a difference on asking for more. We want more parks. We want gardens. We want community gardens. You know, bring the mother back. Bring mm. the mother back anywhere. Because that is also, you know, it's like we need to, when we meditate, you can connect with something, you know, above, but we need to connect with something below, right? And that's the heart of the mother. And we need to live with Gaia. We need to live with Mother Nature. So however we can create that, you know, asking for it, community gardens, parks, you know, little, little bits of gardens that people have in front of their houses, it's huge. And the children need that so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna let that sink. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Yamaya, it's been a great time just listening to you, sharing from your heart. And I feel like I feel like bubbles when you speak. That's how connected I am to whatever you've shared. And I know deep in me you know like when I feel that it just tells me what kind of person you are and I am sure that those who are going to listen to this episode will also get that which I got from you I just want to say thank you so much for sharing and for being so open and you know even talking about your personal you know your personal life and things like that and we appreciate appreciate you, you know, for the work that you do, elevating other people, being there and impacting many lives, empowering them and making them, you know, live the life they, they love living, knowing that they have what it takes, making our planet a better place. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you.
<laughs> Thank you so much, Mary. It's been such a pleasure connecting. You know, I, I know we live in different communities. You know, I'm, I'm all the way in Hawaii right now. <laughs> you know, well, I don't even remember you in Chicago. I'm in Chicago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's such a, I love the opportunity, you know, to, to touch other people. And, you know, we, we got to, how do you say, we, we got to bend together, you know, and, and become oh, yes. that, that humanity of the heart. So I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share with you people. And, you know, I hope that we'll do more and then you'll come and be my guest. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, dear listeners, we've come to the end of this episode. It's been a wonderful time. Thank you for taking advantage of this. And on the description box of this episode, you're going to find um, Yamaya's information where you can contact her if you want to know more, if you have somebody or a family member, it may be a friend, it might be yourself, who is looking for solutions on how to get out of situations or some trauma or whatever it is. Um, feel free to contact her and see what you can get from there because there's always help. All you need to do is ask. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>